Hey guys, fall is finally here. Today marks the last day of fashion month, and I'm back with a new episode. Today I'm speaking with LA-based makeup artist Erin Walters. She's experienced in fashion, film, and music. Some of her most notable work recently is on the This Is America video from Childish Gambino. Learning pretty much everything on the go, she's the perfect example of a self-made woman. Now, before we start the show, a note on the sound quality. This is my first experience with recording via Skype, so there are going to be a couple glitches here and there. Just bear with me. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to Aaron's work. And lastly, don't forget to check out our Chasing Fashion Spotify with a playlist of everyone's song picks from all the shows that have aired. Okay, thanks. Enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Jillian Tara, and you're listening to Chasing Fashion. <laughs> You come from traditionally more of a sculpture background, but it almost kind of seems like makeup is something that you are kind of meant to do. Um, Do you want to talk a bit about your transition and how you got started? Yeah, like I always tell friends or clients or whatever, I feel like makeup sort of found me. Um, The time that I started doing makeup, um, I got my start in retail makeup. I was in school for sculpture, studying fine art at PMCA. I was working at an art gallery and kind of, um, you know, helping hang the shows and and assisting on that. And then, uh, yeah, doing retail makeup. So it's sort of this perfect storm of uh, learning to help this career find me or shape, yeah, shape who I am as an artist. Like I'll still go through my portfolio and sort of wonder like where is my voice side. But yeah, I was already a good like client at the makeup counter um, retail wise. And so it actually, it didn't occur to me that I could like sell makeup to people or put makeup on people even. I always, I mean, I love doing it on myself, but um, yeah. And it was someone at the makeup counter that was like, I was looking for a job. She was like, why don't you do this? Like, oh, cool. Here. And I, so you're just doing like sales part-time basically um, just to like keep you busy and earn a little extra cash. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to school and then yeah, doing makeup on the side and retail and working at this art gallery. And then it wasn't long before a production assistant on an indie movie um, that was a friend uh, asked me to come come work on this okay, film. Cool. That's kind of how I got my story and kind of connected into Portland film industry. That's awesome. You're originally from Portland or did you just go to school out there? I'm from there. I grew up in the suburb of there, Vancouver, Washington, went to like an arts magnet uh, high school, junior high, and then uh, applied to PMCA. Do you think being in that environment also kind of helped shape your perspective and I guess your aesthetic? Absolutely. Like I feel like now being an artist, I I don't know how to be anything else. I would joke that, you know, if it didn't work out in LA, I could always go back to Portland and be a barista. And I'm like, oh, it's competitive to be a barista in Portland. Like I need to stay in my lane. Uh, um, yeah, I bet. I've been out there and it's crazy. Yeah, the coffee culture is intense. So yeah, I mean, I've been freelancing, a freelance makeup artist since I was um, 19, like starting in retail world. And then yeah, kind of quickly made a transition to onset, and, yeah, photos and film. Cool. So have you been doing, um, mainly freelance most of your career yeah oh wow so how would you say it is that you've been able to be so successful do you work like with an agency or is it all networking and just like friends hooking you up with jobs and stuff like that I feel like it is networking like on set we work such long hours everyone just wants to work with their friends you know and we work like 12 hour days and um it's just it didn't happen overnight. I mean, I've been in LA 10 years now, so it's not like I showed up and got handed like incredible jobs. Like I would have been ready yet. I needed time to be a good assistant too. Um, of course. But I think a lot of it is personality and, um, you know, being fun to work with, being easy to work with, working a long day and still, you know, whoever hired you, whether it's the producer or if I was an assistant, like 
same thank you and that I appreciated being there and kind of being a part of the team. Yeah, so I've had a lot of friends in um, the film industry over the years, and it really does seem like it's very much that team mentality, you know? I mean, everyone's there for such long hours, even if it's like super, super early in the morning, and it it seems like everyone definitely has to really enjoy what they're doing, enjoy who they're with, and otherwise it would just be so, I guess, exhausting. Yeah, like some advice that I got early on was um, from my friend that was a, a production assistant on this indie movie, he was like, <laughs> You could be the best makeup artist in the world, but if you're a bitch, that's what people remember. They won't like watch the footage or see the photos and be like, but the makeup's so beautiful. They're gonna be like, you know, let's hire the person that could crack a joke at the end of the day and say thank you. Oh my God, that's so true. That's such good advice. Because you can learn everything else skill-wise. I mean, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's like, I don't show up to a set and be like, it's all about me and this is the makeup I want to do today. It's about being a part of the team, making the schedule work for the numbers people, making the creative work for the client agency or record label. It's not a one-man show ever. That's such a good mentality. It's so true. Because like you look at, you know, films, but also shoots too. There's so many people involved. Which I think is really great. Like studio art, like as a sculptor, it was really isolating being in a studio by myself and creating stuff and being like, cool, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'll just keep going. Where um, honest that I really like being sort of the, the authority or like expert in my field. I mean, like, this is what I have to contribute. What do you guys think? Here's four ideas of how we can accomplish this today and get the look that you're asking me for. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. Cause as an artist, you really are so alone and there's no constructive feedback or like collaborative energy. Um, what does your creative process generally look like and how do you stay inspired? Um, I mean, I stay inspired by going to museums, going to my friends' shows, whether it's, you know, music or reading or a photography show. The creative process for each project is kind of different. For like a music video, I'll get a treatment that the director wrote and go through that and pick out important notes for myself or ideas that I might have. Or sometimes, you know, if it's a further along project, there will be a creative deck that the um, director or photographer makes that are like, here are some makeup references. Um, okay. And so, and then I'll do some research. Sometimes I'll even, uh, depending on how, how out there the project is, sometimes I'll try things on myself and photograph it on myself to be like, does this translate? Does this work? Does it make sense? Oh, that's great. Um, so do you do stuff on yourself a lot? Uh, <laughs> probably like, I mean, once a month I'll get something weird or I don't, I feel like my work is either supernatural, no makeup, makeup or super strange. And so, uh, so yeah, I guess the more strange things are more creative things. Um, and I may not like, I may not even show it to anyone or I definitely don't post it to Instagram or anything, but, um, <laughs> but it's more of my own research or to be like, you know, just, just because something works in my head doesn't mean it'll translate. So. Um, oh, that's true. So I do stuff yeah. like that. And then, you know, on the day, too, on um, the model or actor, um, getting to know their face, everyone's face is so different that maybe something spatially that works on me might not work on someone else's face. So then I'll kind of um, adapt things or, you know, update it and let the director or photographer know, like, hey, I know we talked about this, you know, now I see them in person, let's do it like this instead. Oh, that makes total sense. Have you ever been, like, in a position where you had one whole plan and then you ended up with the model and you realized it wasn't going to work at all and you were flat-footed and had to like totally start over oh yeah i mean that kind of stuff i mean not that it happens all the time but skin skin as a canvas in general there's no there's not a lot of predictability or like a model that flew in from new york or paris or whatever like their skin might be jacked up that i'm like oh i thought that <laughs> you oh, know yeah. this was going to be like a quick makeup but it's getting more complicated or um yeah i mean it's a lot of creative problem solving that i feel like i mean i'm not someone that went to makeup school of course everything i've learned about makeup has been learned 
on the job. So um, I don't know any like two plus two equals their skin's going to look like this sort of formulaic situation. I know what's worked for me in the past for my experiences, but um, okay, a lot of it is creative problem solving and um, yeah, figuring out what's best for the shoe, best for the client, best for the, the model. So yeah, thing you have to be flexible and you can't, I guess you can't be too attached to too married to an image before, before you get started. Cause you never know where it will go. Um, you know, I was actually going to ask you how, like if you had gone to cosmetology school or like something like that, or you just kind of learned everything on the job and that's awesome. You basically really just fell into it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was saying, you know, I was a, I was a very good makeup, uh, customer, um, and I always did the makeup on myself and it literally, I think because of how, I don't, because of where I was one, like it never occurred to me as a child that like someday I'll get paid to put makeup on people. Like that's incredible. That would have been yeah such a silly thing to tell six year old me or whatever. Um, <laughs> I feel like my dad still, you know, doesn't exactly uh, believe I get paid to put makeup on people because it's such a strange, you know, my dad was a steel worker my mom like dispatch truck drivers like this is not <laughs> it's not oh, something yeah. that I saw and was like oh I'll just do that um it literally the creative sort of, world is so weird it's like so different from reality yeah it's it's not reality I feel like we're so lucky you know I know I totally agree so you've worked on some pretty major projects um what would you say is one of the ones that you're most proud of and um what was the overall experience like uh, more recently, of course, the This Is America video was really special to be a part of. Um, it was such a cool, calm, creative set that was so chill and just Donald was so great. The director heroes. So that was really special. And it was definitely like a treatment. Like I said, I get a, a treatment from production or the director or whatever that when I read mm -hmm. it, I was like, holy shit, this is going to blow people's minds. Yeah, that was amazing. And the timing, too, couldn't have been any better because it was literally I think he dropped it the day or two before the Met Gala. Yeah. Which was like the best timing. It was amazing. I loved it. I just, you know, like working on something you can think it's going to be one way or look one way. So, and it, we made it, I mean, they probably put it together in like two weeks. It was a pretty quick edit. Oh, and wow. Stuff. So it was pretty fresh too in everyone's mind on the crew that worked on it. So to be able to see it so quickly and how beautifully it came out was a really wow, great experience. Wow, that's so exciting. Because sometimes stuff like that can take months. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that, you know, sometimes things don't ever come out. Or, you know that you can be in love with or yeah that's true and, um so yeah you never know I mean that because of some of the elements too I was like man what if you know the label gets freaked out or anything can happen so so it was cool to get to see it and get such a uh it was so embraced so quickly it was cool to see the response working with musicians Donald or whoever the band is or um, artist it's that person being themselves usually so I just kind of talk to them and be like, what do you feel like doing today? How do you feel like looking? It's not, it's not the same as like where working on um, a movie or whatever, you may create a character with the actor or actress and with the director and being like, okay, this is, you know, how this person gets ready in the morning. It's not always that kind of vibe. It's more, um, music videos are more fashion-y too. So, uh, so yeah, I just kind of go and ask, what do you feel like? What's your recipe? What do you feel like doing today? But yeah, it's, you know, like I said before, it's kind of about uh, creating everyone's vision and, you know, uh, bringing what Hero wrote. And I believe him and Donald wrote the treatment together, like bringing what they 
what they saw to life and how I can be a good team member, a part of that. And or like I did, you know, the makeup for the dancers too, and making sure that the dancers look really natural and that it's not, it wasn't a glammy type Nicki Minaj video situation. This was like yeah. about realness. And in general, I feel like those are a lot of the jobs that I get are people looking like real people and like writing that line of um, the no makeup makeup sort of movement. So you said some of music tends to be kind of like fashion, um, but you've also worked a lot in film. Is there any overlap there with fashion or are those two worlds pretty different from your eyes? I feel like the jobs that I get hired on, it can be pretty similar because I get hired a lot for a no makeup makeup type look. Um, like that's why okay. my friend uh, Jackie hired me on Lady Bird. She was a department head and I was a key makeup artist on that. She knew that was something I was strong at, something that I would be good at, so she chose me for that movie. And then all of a sudden okay. I got all this attention for, in the beauty world anyway, for being a more undone makeup. Where I would say the big difference is like TV. TV, it's not it's not a lot of close shots and there's a lot of dialogue. Um, I feel like there's more makeup in TV world where uh, film, commercial, fashion, it's, it's more about skin, it's more about realness. I actually read an article um, a little while ago. I don't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it was in the W or something. It was about Lady Bird and how some women in film were commenting on like how the makeup was transitioning to be much more natural. Yeah, I think it's really cool to be a part of that. And I, I think it's really special. And I like getting away from the sort of Instagram, you know, contour, lashes. I think it's cool as a woman or, you know, as a, a follower of beauty to, to change. And it's fun to change. It's fun to look different. It's fun to, you know, whatever, do your crazy, you know, contour and highlight and lashes one day. And then the next day be completely undone with like a swipe of red lipstick. Yeah, faces are such a blank canvas, you know, and now I guess because of YouTube too, everyone in addition to the product has like literally all the tools to figure out what they need to do to change their look every day. Absolutely, YouTube has everything. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. So the, the beauty industry and I guess in film is obviously changing with the whole natural makeup shift. Um, but in general, it's gone through a lot of changes recently um, in terms of like the product and the treatment of women and diversity. Um, are there still ways that you see the industry could change? I think I enjoy watching this um, evolution of the inclusivity of everyone, whether it's you know race, gender, age. It's really fun to watch. And I'm thinking too, since I did get my start in retail, how when I started, there wasn't a lot of like skin tone shades, for example, um, available. Or to certain brands, it was like, oh, sorry, you have to go to Bobby Brown for that, which really sucks. Or mm. like, it sucked up as a salesperson to, to have to send someone away. And, and I know, you know, emotionally to, to send someone away to, to say we don't have something available for them. And I know there's been a backlash too in fashion world of makeup artists not having, which it kind of kills me in 2018 to not have every shade in your in your collection, in your kit. But um, I feel like your range should always include a diverse range of shades and and there are still some girls that will come and be like oh I brought my own makeup or I brought my own shade this time so then if that happens for me it's more about uh, depending on what the shoot is I'm like is this something that you love and feel comfortable in if this is something that you is your favorite thing then I'm happy to use it otherwise I have my nails up but <laughs> <laughs> part of my job too is like making people feel comfortable and confident for when they go onto camera and being kind of their you know, cheerleader, so that when yeah. they get out and see the director or the photographer, they're feeling super confident. So, so that's always an important element for me too. Um, now, have you used much of the the Fenty Beauty stuff now that they have such a wide range? 
Oh my gosh, the first couple times that I went to go check it out, Sephora was so mobbed with people trying to check it out that like I couldn't even get to it. So I don't have too many things yet. I do have other makeup artist friends that really love it. And um, I mean, she has such a loyal clientele too. A lot of girls come in and uh, they really like her matte foundations. But so personally, just yet, I I don't have too many things in my kit. But uh, I'm so, I get kind of freaked out too to try new things because I have like a recipe down that I like and so oh, yeah. sometimes I get nervous um, if new products will be compatible with uh, the stuff I have already but so usually I'll buy something and try it on myself too but it looks really beautiful I I have a lot of confidence in what I've seen um, the formulas and stuff that she's developed I do think what she's opened you know the gateway to is really awesome and it's such a shame that so many people across the industry are like finally now just jumping on the bandwagon after everything that Rihanna's done. Right? What took so long? I don't get it. I know, it's so (laughs) sad. In addition to, I guess, the expanding ranges of palettes and foundations um, and the natural beauty, what are some um, trends that you maybe see emerging as one of the, like, next big things in beauty? I don't know, I guess embracing uniqueness, embracing, maybe not flaws, but maybe embracing, I guess that's not new, to, like, you know, I've seen people like embracing acne recently. Right, yeah, and stop doing whatever the like, what's that app that? Uh, face to face to yeah, like, that? like getting away from from that all the time <laughs> and over filtering. I mean, I guess that's a social media thing too. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the age inclusivity, um, size and shape inclusivity. My client Tuesday Basin always makes sure to do a really great job of that. So I love working with her and seeing the cool, fun girls and guys that she brings to job. It's great. Yeah, the casting these days like is just getting so much more exciting. Yeah, I think it's really interesting and like to imagine the idea of like a, a child not seeing someone that looks like them and being a part of a campaign that can show, show their future self or inspire them to be like, oh, I am included in this part of the industry or what I think is really cool to be a part of. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really nice. It's definitely the type of world we should all be living in. Um, Now, would you be able to give me some examples of things that maybe people don't necessarily realize when it comes to having a career in beauty? Um, Probably the teamwork aspect that, like I said, it's it's not like I show up with my own plan and my own makeup that I want to do that day, that it's more about bringing the director's vision to life, the photographer's vision, you know, helping an actor create a character with a director. I guess it's like a lot of other creative ventures where it's like such a collaborative process. There's always a vision and everyone's, I guess, playing a part. Yeah, it's a lot of like balancing personalities and and showing up and, you know, being ready to have a great day and contribute your best. Or I had a producer give me a nice compliment where he was like, I love hiring you because what I do, I know I don't have to worry. I don't, I know no one's going to complain about the makeup department. I know you're going to be on time. You're going to, you know, get it all done. The director is going to be happy. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, and that's something that didn't really occur to me from like the, I call them like the numbers people, the producers and coordinators and uh, production managers on that side of like, they're thinking, they're putting a team together being like, okay, who can we hire that's like not drama or yeah gets it done like sometimes it's no news is good news or all like it's like I'm a makeup ninja because I just like go in quietly and do my thing it's like that advice your friend gave you exactly you know yeah that's I mean that's a really good compliment especially coming from someone else in the industry obviously everyone talks and you know that opens the door for you to get more work and it can go both ways it's like you know you can get a bad reputation just as quickly as you can get a good one. Oh yeah I have some stylist friends who um 
it's very similar, right? Like if they work with, uh, or they're like assistant stylists and they work with one stylist and maybe it's a nightmare job or they never get paid or whatever, then, you know, obviously they tell their other friends and then no one works with them. Exactly. I mean, and it can go the other way too. It's like if I have a bad experience with someone and then, you know, they hit me up again, I'm like, oh man, they like screamed at me for no reason or like that set was really tense or whatever. I'm like finally in a position, whatever, financially to be like, no, thank you. (laughs) That's so great. Um, That's the beauty of like shorter jobs, I guess, like commercials, music videos are a few days or one day or, you know, a movie is a little bit longer. It's like can be six weeks or or longer, of course. But yeah, it's a beauty of freelance of like choosing, choosing your squad, choosing your team that you like to be around. Yeah. I love the idea of freelance. I'm so drawn to that. I feel like working, you know, if you're just working for one team, say you were like working with I don't know, L'Oreal or Mac or something like that is one of their like key makeup artists. You'd just be with them all the time working on like similar projects. I don't know. I mean, I personally feel like that's boring. I feel like it's exciting to be working on so many different things and with so many different groups of people. Yeah, I think you grow when you're working with different teams and seeing a different approach or yeah, I, everybody has their way as far you know, as far as production companies and directors, they all have their way that they like to work. And uh, so it's fun being a part of that and taking the things that I like with me from one experience and bringing it to the next. I think it makes me a better artist for my other clients too, because you know, then I can be, like I was saying before, a creative problem solving situation where I can say, actually, I've seen this before or done this before. And um, you know, we solved this problem this way or approached it this way and got it done quicker or whatever. I think it's to my advantage to work with so many different people and different people hiring me. And um, yeah, I think it makes me stronger. Actually, so hearing you say that again, I'm curious, what is one of the biggest like obstacles that you've had to deal with and react to quickly? Oh man, I mean, it can be anything. It can be people's attitudes. Like I don't want to name names. I had like one artist, um, oh gosh, what happened? Like, that's a tough question. Um, Because, yeah, it can be whether it's like a personality thing of someone kind of being a diva and learning how to to do my job around that and still make that person happy and get things done in a timely way for the director and the rest of the production. Mm. Um, It can be, you know, finding things out last minute where I'll show up to a job and be like, oh, we didn't tell you that there's a body painting scene and we don't have a shower and also you know oh my god things like that see that, like, that sounds okay let's check yeah, this out that would be stressful <laughs> so it can be stressful i think that you know if you can handle it with grace under pressure and just you know like don't make it personal and be like okay moving on let's okay i'm yeah. not gonna argue and be like you didn't tell me and you can't have this shot and da, 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 be like okay give me like 10 minutes to figure this out and i'll be right back <laughs> and we'll get it done. I feel like that's kind of exciting too at the same time, you know, to have things like thrown at you when you least expect it. Right. I mean, it's it's good to save the day and people remember that stuff too and are like, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, am I shooting myself in the foot by like pulling things off at the last minute crazy ideas that someone might have? But um, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy it. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't. Oh <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, for sure. It. As long as you save the day, even if it's at the last moment, people will always be grateful. Right, yeah. Then they see the, you know, commercial later, the photo later, and they're like, oh man, I'm so glad we got that shot. Like, it turned out so great. Or Or even if um, it turns out really well, they forget about, like, all the drama that went into it. Right, yeah. I mean, and that helps me get booked on the next job, because, yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, and we got that too, and that was so great. Yeah. Like, cool. (laughs) What's next? Yeah, I've heard that before. Now, I read, uh, I saw you did 
an interview, um, I think it was with LA Voyage or Voyage LA or something like that, um, where you were talking about when you first moved to LA and how you had uh, journals where you would be in them plan and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that you said that stuck out to me was how you defined success, I guess, at that time in your life. Um, so I wanted to ask you how you define success now and if it's changed much since then. I think it's changed a lot and definitely evolved. I mean, when I first moved to LA, it was about survival. And I, you know, I didn't have a lot of um, examples of like, well, this is how you move to LA and become successful makeup artists. Like there, I got nothing. I just had to yeah. do it. And, um, you know, it'd be stressful and I'd have to remind myself, like people do this every day. People move across the world. People move to New York and people, they pull it off. So I just need to I love the inner pep talk. <laughs> I can do it too. Yeah, that's the inner pep talk. Um, so now it's, now I'm surviving and thriving. Now it's more about like, am I creatively satisfied? And, and like I said before, kind of looking at my portfolio and what is my portfolio saying uh, about me as an artist when I think about clients who, if a photographer says, oh, this is who I like to work with, and then a client looks at my website, like, what is my website saying to them? What is my body of work saying? Um, so now I'm more financially able to, you know, I'll do the, you know, commercials pay well, music videos pay not as well, usually. but. Um, you know, I can make money doing creative things and collaborating on that level, but now I can also hit up my photographer or director buddies and be like, I have this weird idea, like, let's shoot it. Or they'll text me some weird reference and be like, how can we do this, but, you know, with makeup and light? And I guess now I have the chance to be more creative for myself and without as many worries behind it about how I'm going to get the bills paid and, and things like that. Like, now I get to be more of an artist oh that's that sounds like such a nice luxury um I met with this photographer a while ago and he was saying something very similar it's like you do the commercial work so that you can end up making the beautiful art that you love and it's kind of like that balancing act yeah it's a trade-off which is it's great I mean I feel so lucky um, to have the opportunity I could be whatever still stuck in retail if I were too afraid to branch out and try and try and move and so it feels really nice. It feels really nice to, you know, whatever, go to a museum and find a new artist and be like, oh, wow, I love their, that vibe. Like, how can I translate that into a makeup look? Um, and I feel like, too, that's the kind of weird creative stuff that a client will see and be like, oh, we love that you did this or saw that you did this and then have me do really boring straight makeup for their commercial. But they they just, they just like knowing that... You can do this weird, yeah. cool thing. Like, there's the artist within. Yeah, that you're, like, uh, an artist at a certain level. It's It feels really good. So now that you're kind of, like, at the point where you're refining, I guess, what your vision is or your personal aesthetic, um, what would you say describes you? Like, what do you gravitate more towards? I've seen a lot of more, like, theatrical work, and, like, you're saying you have, like, a lot of, like, really crazy ideas. How would you describe that? I guess that would be from my art background, and, um, yeah, I mean, my portfolio is sort of a balance between, you know, advertising, no makeup type makeup, and then super weird ideas and artistic ideas that, that I don't get asked to do as often, but 
but I enjoy doing, yeah, I don't know. Um, I saw you did, I mean, I've seen a bunch of like really theatrical pieces from you, but um, I don't remember if it was German America's Next Top Model or something like that, but I saw some like really funky like makeup you did. I think someone was supposed to look like either a clown or like a queen from like a card or something like that. Oh, that was, um, yeah, that was Germany's Next Top Model. Uh, my friend V had me on her team. Uh, she was the, the lead makeup artist on the show. Oh, that's so great. And they were looking to put together a team who could do pop art Lichtenstein type inspired makeup. And I, I was referred for the job because they're like, oh, Anne can do that weird, those weird kinds of things. And so um, I only did two episodes of the show with her, but that was the first one that I did with her that, um, yeah, that I got referred specifically because of the style of makeup is so oh, cool. kind of out there that a friend of my a mutual friend of ours was like, oh, I know who's really strong and weird stuff like that. Uh, would you say that's kind of like more towards like the realm of things you like to work on? Yeah, I mean, I like being able to play or getting a cool reference to sort of riff off of and just, you know, problem solving or being like, what about this? I know like when that episode, when we first started filming, and I was like, how many girls like have to do this? Because I think it's more towards the beginning of the show. So not very many girls had been eliminated yet. Okay. Uh, so I think I had to come up with like five looks. Like each artist that was booked for that day, we all did, I think, five girls. And so, um, oh wow. you know, like coming out of the gate, I was like, okay, I have like these favorite references and I'm going to try this, this and this. And then, um, yeah, I got to a point where I was sort of running out of ideas. I came back to it. By the end of it, I was like, oh, I could do this eight more times. Like, now I kind of found a niche and, um, mm. you know, found a way to come at it. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a really fun job. Yeah, it seems like it had to have been really fun to work on. Especially, like, in a creative environment like that where there's so many makeup artists together, all kind of, like, working on a similar thing but different at the same time. Like, you can bounce ideas off each other. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we all had our own style and approach to it, which was cool. And mm -hmm. then we could sort of look at each other's and be like, oh, I like what you did there. Or or just, yeah, be like, what do you think about this? Am I, am I going the right way? Because sometimes you sort of get lost in the middle in a way. Be like, wait, where was this going? What was I, what was I thinking when I got this started? Oh my God, I so relate to that. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Where, I mean, in any, whatever, whether it's fine art or yeah on set it's like wait where was I going with this and you just have to kind of push through and keep going to to find it yeah well it's funny because I was working on this design thing recently and like out of the gate you're like okay I have this idea oh my god it's so strong I'm so excited about it and you start working on it and then like you come to it another day and then you look at it again and you're like wait where was this going I don't even really know why I was so excited about this Oh, yeah, all the time. I feel like, especially after you do something, like after you've worked on it a day or a day or two, it's almost like, okay, well, I did it. I, I want to get on to the next thing. Like, oh, I got it yeah. out of my system. I got to see it in person. So now what? Yeah, I totally relate to that. And then you're almost kind of like tired of it after a while. But then sometimes I feel like you circle back after a long time's passed and you're like, actually, that was pretty good work. Right, how we're also hard on ourselves and kind of, oh, that wasn't that cool or didn't turn out that great. And I'll definitely do that with my portfolio and delete something for a while on my website. They'll be like, oh, but sometimes images will just have a place in your heart that you oh, really totally. love them, even though maybe whatever, in a getting hired type context maybe they don't fit somewhere but uh I think that that's just part of it too is just keep going and just keep making and trying things and I mean if it was easy everybody would do it but we just have to keep going and yeah true um okay so I have two last questions for you what is some advice that you would give to young artists 
just starting out? Um, I would say, you know, for a makeup artist, like find, look up some photographers that you really like that are kind of on your same level and maybe not, you know, too established or whatever quite yet. So they give you the time of day and just get yourself, you know, three photographers that you all work well together and just start making work and just start doing it, you know, find a wardrobe stylist that, you know, has the free time or even just like a cool friend with good style that already has great clothes that can be your model and just get started. I feel like that was something I was afraid to do at first. I was so, I mean, to be honest, I was so freaked out about money that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, Mm. you know, waste my makeup or whatever on a on a job that's not gonna a shoot that's not going anywhere a shoot that's not gonna be I'm not getting paid for where yeah how I what I should have done is just make be making the work and yeah be trying things be you know looking at things go to museums on the free days or afternoons or after a certain time you can go for free and just be looking at stuff and um yeah build a portfolio learn on the job yeah develop your voice I think the learning on the job is definitely so important that's good advice really like finding your tribe and just working. Yeah, I mean, or working on being a good assistant too. And I felt like something that was valuable for me assisting was not only watching someone put makeup on people, but also what was valuable is watching how you work together with other departments or deal with people, whether it was difficult people, whether it was dealing with, you know, sometimes a director or photographer or client uh, producer is describing something and it's almost like they're speaking a different language. I want this, but not this, not too, you know, not too done, but kind of done. But like she, you know, started getting ready in the morning and then the phone rang and then and so you're trying to to get this vision together for them where um, it was really... It's like speaking a different language. (laughs) Yeah, so it was valuable for me to be like, okay, this is how you handle that kind of thing or that kind of person that kind of client you know I mean you can watch people some people would get upset or frustrated and snap and I'd be like oh wow I definitely don't want to handle things that way when I get (laughs) my own job or be so elegant and graceful and be like oh wow okay well let's try something and I'll show you again and we can go from there and be like oh wow that was a good way to you know kind of diffuse the situation and not make it more stressy and just be like cool, I'm going to solve this for you. Let's get it done. Yeah. It's good that you were able to have some good role models like that, you know, and not only exposed to like total divas. That seriously helps a lot with the learning process. Yeah. Like it was an interesting, between my experiences in Portland and um, starting out moving to LA and stuff. Yeah. Seeing the difference between how divas are received on set. Divas as far as like make people themselves. (laughs) Um, how those people are received and communicated with versus the people that come in and are like, hey, I'm a team player and I want to get this done too. So let's make it great. Yeah. yeah. No, I've I've definitely worked with some divas. It's interesting. There's <laughs> definitely a difference. Yeah. Like then you don't want to, I don't know, share your ideas as much or communication isn't as easy and open. And I feel like the people I enjoy working with, they make things comfortable enough that, you know, if I have a weird character idea for um i have these two directors in particular that they always have funny characters in their commercials so i'm like oh wouldn't it be funny like okay this guy is a sleaze bag guy so maybe i'll leave his double and like give him a little under eye bags and like make his hair greasy or just like details like that that maybe yeah. the director isn't thinking about like how does this one character hair makeup world get to this persona but like details that I'm thinking about them like hey I want to make this better for you or funnier or that's awesome it's just so much more free-flowing yeah we're like I don't know when you're getting screamed at I'm, I'm not one to be quick with um slowing things down <laughs> like, 
throwing ideas out, then, you know, when I'm not being treated well, then you just want to go home. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm super lucky for them. I mean, I work with all of really cool, chill, fun people that we get to make cool stuff. So lucky. Overall, just anything creative. It's really nice being in it. So my final question, this is something I love to ask everyone. Um, I think music is so important, especially as a creative person. It kind of keeps you inspired and it keeps you moving and it like makes creating so much more worthwhile. So I always like to ask what music is inspiring you? Probably when I get to work, because I hate to get to work and then listen to something sort of like sleepy and especially in LA when I'm in traffic in my car for so long, I don't want to like get to work and then feel like I'm about to fall asleep. Um, I like to listen to a lot of David Bowie is always a good one um, to get pumped up and get the day started. Yeah, um, what else is on my rotation? Oh, Oasis is always like a crowd pleaser. um, No one's gonna get too annoyed with me for listening to that. Um, What else? I mean, and also once I work with a band or whatever, then I get inspired by them and then I go out and buy their album. I need to go buy like the new Portugal the Man album. Oh, um, I've been listening. I worked with it. them. Do you love yeah. it? Okay, I need to go get it. I, I worked with them a few years ago when their last album came out, and I was like, those dudes were so cool and nice. Like, it really makes me um, love their music more. Oh yeah, I love that. Whenever you meet someone who you like look up to, and then they're great, you just love them even more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>